have to remind myself when you're burnt out in anything in life, go back to the start of the journey and just ask yourself, is this the right decision? I just saw that in a Star Wars book. Claudia Gray's Into the Dark had that sentence and it, and it affected me of just think you've made the wrong decision or, and, and you know, you can apply it to anything. Go back to the start of the decision and analyze it. And is it a right decision? Yes. Then you'll know if you go back to the beginning. And, and that's how I try to battle burnout now. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Conversation. As always, I'm Brandon C. McClure, your guide through this journey of fun interviews with your favorite podcasters. Um, today is no different. I'm very excited to say that I am talking to the one and only Ken Knapsack. Ken is a good friend of mine who's guest starred on the Fake Nerd Podcast a couple of times. We've talked Star Wars. We've talked his book, Why We Love Star Wars. When that was being published, just any chance I can get him on, I, I, I try because he's such a fun uh conversationalist especially when it comes to star wars this was probably our longest conversation so far um there's a lot of good stuff in this one i'm really excited for you guys to hear it uh there's a lot of good advice here too that um i hope you guys get a lot out of um i know i did he's he, he has a lot of advice about uh, dealing with burnout if you're a podcaster and since he's been in fandom for so long um you know he he, he has a lot of good advice about about just navigating fandom spaces and um you know really just trying to drive home that don't feel bad if you just got to take that mental health day you know as always everything where you can find ken will be linked below such as with his book good people association um all that jazz you can check out all that links below i talked to ken probably mid-february i want to say i don't really know exactly when it was very early in his Good People Association days, he had just launched it, um, so it was a fairly new thing. So we talked about that a bit, and of course we talked about tons of Star Wars stuff. Um, the Star Wars fandom is very prevalent in his in his life, and we talked a lot about why he stepped away from the Star Wars fandom and Twitter in general. Uh, he's not as active on Twitter as he used to be. He's not as active in the Star Wars fandom as he used to be. So this is definitely like one of the more rewarding conversations I've had on the show so far. Uh, really, I think probably the best... Uh, example of what this show is trying to accomplish i've had really good conversations this is no different um i don't mean to say that to, to belittle anyone who's been on the show uh, i've had some really great stuff and there's some really great stuff coming guys i'm really stoked with how the show is turning out the reception has been great so thank you so much for listening uh tuning in every thursday i appreciate it so much of course thank you to all the guests that have been on uh the people who've been on it before the show even launched that uh that's been that's been so wonderful to finally put those conversations out and for you guys to see them all or hear them all i mean i even think i'm getting a little bit better at these intros so without further ado i think i've talked far longer than i should have uh here it is ken knapsack okay i'm here with podcaster author stand-up comedian and my favorite person to talk Star Wars with, Ken Knapsack. Brandon, uh, I'm glad I have that title. Good yeah. to be. Good to be here. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you could do this, man. Uh, you're only my fifth person on this new project I've endeavored. Ooh. Okay. So we're still well, early days in this. I like that. It's a good number five. Yeah. Um, so basically, just get started with I. You've been in the podcasting game for a while now. You've been with Four Center for a long time. Yeah. Um, can you project yourself back a bit though, and talk to me about how, um, how you interacted with star Wars fandom, uh, mm -hmm. or any fandoms you had prior to starting for center or any podcast in general, uh, before you started all that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because it's like, uh, star Wars has been in my life since as long as I can remember. Right. And it's just kind of one of the things. And, and I, um, I interacted it with, uh, in a simple way, uh, not just on the surface. I, I got deep and was kind of connected with a lot of things in Star Wars, but mm -hmm. you didn't have a lot to talk about, a lot of lot of people to talk about it with, uh, uh, talk at people <laughs> with sometimes. And so, I don't know, some of the deeper questions or some of the little joys you felt were your own. And then to, you know, the benefit is to later on realize they were shared experiences, but unique uh, as well. But yeah, I interacted with the fandom uh, 
in a different way. Like just, it, it, I want to say simpler times. I think I'm struggling to give you that answer. That's mm-hmm. a soundbite, but really it was simpler times. And I don't necessarily miss that because I love the community now, mm-hmm. but I also just love, there was a little bit more pure joy to be found. Right. Right. Uh, you were less involved in uh, the greater fandom. You had more of an echo chamber. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's even then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, even the friends around me, you know, say our my relationship with the prequels has changed over the years where I went from being that generation, that early 20s generation going, nah, not my Star Wars. So I absolutely just adore those movies now. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have happened sooner if I had a, a bigger community to plug into mm-hmm. versus just uh, snarky jokes and almost willing, willing uh, misunderstanding, misunderstandings about those movies, those kind of things. It was just me and my friends, but it's, it's fun to hack on things you love too, which is something we did with star Wars. And I can still, I can still do that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it wasn't even just like that. It was an echo chamber of friends that loved it, but I didn't have a, my fandom didn't have a place to grow either, which is I think part of the benefit of now. Right. So what led you to starting? What was your, did you do a podcast before you did four center? I wasn't too familiar with that. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, so that started producing Schmozno movie podcast in late 2012. That led me to launch the Knapsack Files podcast on my own in 2013. Mm-hmm. And then, gosh, when was it? 2014 is when the Schmozno network launched, which quickly became the Popcorn Talk Network. And, and me and uh, Maud Garrett were given the Star Wars show. We, it was called Jedi Alliance. Mm-hmm. And we were, they were like, hey, that's the title. You guys go develop a show. So that's where it really picked up in earnest. And the Force Center came in 2015. Right. So going into all of that, what kind of led you uh, to move from just kind of engaging with your own kind of fandom in that way to to now moving into a greater uh, a greater position there? It was just for me, it was uh, crazy to think that these kind of shows existed. And, and obviously there was other Star Wars podcasts before. I just didn't listen to a lot of them. I still don't listen to a lot of podcasts. But uh, like doing the schmoes, like open, you know, being able to discuss. I'm a sports guy and I'm a sports fan, and and so sports radio is something I've either tuned in or tuned out over over the course of my sports fandom. It's not something I'm a huge fan of now, but I definitely have listened. And so to to have that in movies seem crazy. And so to have just my lifelong love of Star Wars to have that there and to have that be able to put it into something that was part of my career goals, but also to like I said, get that shared experience. That was pretty cool uh and when that popped up um I, even before the show like I, I'd, I'd appear always on far far away over on uh, the old geek nation network with with tiffany smith and, and christian harloff and i'd be over there popping in and it was just kind of crazy like we just sit around and talk about star wars for an hour that, <laughs> that's bonkers all right let's do that yeah that's why that's why you that's why you uh that's why i started doing uh fake nerd because yeah. i wanted to uh, i wanted that kind of like let's just chit chat and let's just do our thing yeah um so when you're when you said you started Force Center 2014, uh, 2015 actually, yeah, okay. the lead up to Force Awakens. I'd left Jedi Alliance and I was producing over at Screen Junkies, and I just kind of wanted my own spot, so I was doing it on my podcast feed. And then Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa uh, came in, and we all kind of co-created the Force Center feed. Yeah. So what was the uh, kind of draw to do Force Center? It started as, you know, again, just kind of this need to. I I had to step aside from Jedi Alliance. And I had my own podcast feed. Knapsack Files was just kind of a slice of life, a little comedy and stuff. Back then it was more more interviews. Now it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But uh, I started a show like on Saturdays on my feed. I had, a, I had a main show Wednesday and Saturdays I did like a spotlight show. So it was going to be Spotlight Game of Thrones. And I started with Spotlight Star Wars, which is why I still have that show on the Force Center feed. It's a weird title, but that's where it began. It was Spotlight mm-hmm. Star Wars. And uh, it was just fun, right? It was just fun to kind of work through and share and, and get feedback, not not just praise, but just like, oh, yeah, Ken, you love the Y-Wing. I love the Y-Wing, too. That was my favorite ship growing up. Growing up. But then when – so I wanted to continue that, but then I had met Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa in 2014 during just kind of the nerd community phase. Uh, Scrimshaw and I met at a, at LA Comic-Con 2014. Um and then, oh, Maude Garrett had uh, had she had stepped out of Jedi Alliance, and I actually recruited Jen Jen Landa. I didn't really know her, but I reached out to her, and and I was going to maybe have her co-host the show. And she literally showed up to her first uh, guest spot. It was like eight eight months pregnant, and was like, <laughs> no, not going to be able to do this on a weekly basis. So I reached out to both of them. But what did what did intrigue me about 
about Scrimshaw is Jedi Alliance was this kind of just fun, gamified, almost kind of like let's let's hang around on the playground and talk Star Wars. And do you like Tie Fighters? I like X Wings. And did it did it did. We started the reviews, and we we'd have our jokes, and we got a little snarky when we wanted to. But I, we brought on Joseph Scrimshaw, and he did uh, defending the prequels, and it was such a thoughtful, thought provoking conversation that I was like, that's that's a great person i want to talk star wars with and then he showed up to part of his his thing with force center was like we're going to review force awakens and he's like and i you know i'm working on these other channels where the reviews the reviews are just really like hey this scene happened hey this scene happened hey we like that and he was like can can we talk themes and i was like yeah that sounds fun (laughs) and he brought the themes of force awakens and it changed the way I started to look at Star Wars. And that's where Force Center kind of grew out of that kind of concept of let's dig in a little deeper, have our silly fun, but let's also really find out what's going on there. Right. So Force Center uh, kind of helped you gain a more appreciation for your for your fandom. I my fandom has matured. Yeah, um, it's it's matured. And, and the way you look at things and the way you analyze things, I. I think if some of this, if this had popped up, if I had been involved in doing Star Wars stuff in the earlier days of YouTube or something, there's a good chance I might have been accidentally become one of those angry car guys. Oh, really? Yeah. I, and I wasn't like an a-hole about things. And I, I, I'm not like, uh, you know, I did just, you know, I, I my, my love of Star Wars was a little bit, it was deep. It was heartfelt. I'm always been, it's always been heartfelt, but it was a little more like. I was there for the pew, pew, pew. I was there for the action. I was there for, and, I, and not that I missed a ton of it, but, I've just been able to go back and analyze things and look at things a little bit. But again, you're getting older too. Um, and just allow for my fandom to grow, allow for the fandom itself to grow. And 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 I'm, I'm excited by more people in the fandom. I always say the Star Wars, it's a big table. And I like a lot of people at that table, a lot of different uh, type of people and style of fans and all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's what's changed having a place to discuss it. Like I do. Right. So, Normally, I don't ask so many questions about people's history with the with podcasting, but because mm-hmm. you're you've had such a long history with podcasting and and mm-hmm. all these things, I wanted to get like a background before we go into yeah. kind of the 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 next side of it, which is after you did Four Center, after you were on Collider, after you did Schmoes and mm-hmm. all all of that, um, coming out of that and engaging with the fandom, who now kind of look at you as like an expert. Mm. how did how did that kind of influence you um hope you know i don't I, 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 yeah that term is something that i i own up to and also would fight against just because i'm constantly learning right and right uh, I, and, and too often expert can be trivia which trivia is fun and great and i love doing that kind of stuff on the schmo down and everything and bar trivia and I, I, I love that stuff but that mm. does that, nothing you that that's knowing star wars but not necessarily understanding star wars and so my understanding always needs to grow um but what what's what was weird to start happening is, is so i ended up on jedi council over on collider being a regular member over there when i was working there full time and that was a, a show with at, at the time uh you know it had peaks and valleys to be sure but at the time had a little bit of uh, popularity a little bit of of weight in in the fandom and and number one, I never want to be, you know, you never want to believe your own hype. I never want to do that. But two, you know, it's, it's a little fun and you, and people recognize you and you get stopped every now and then. And they're, you're a star Wars guy. And ah, I want to talk star Wars with you. And it's like, that's, that's great. Um, there's a darker side to that we could discuss. And, and after, you know, uh, last Jedi, a lot of that, even before that things started to change yeah. and not just in star Wars, but I think the, the world, it started getting more and more bonkers as we kind of see. And so, my interactions with that at times have been guarded. I'm not going to lie. I, I, it's been guarded. I, mm-hmm. I don't consider myself part of Star Wars Twitterverse. I don't consider myself like in a Star Wars Twitter person, even though I, I understand that I am. And I, I base a lot of my content around Star Wars, uh, including books and whatnot. But like, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm a little guarded, a little right. guarded because uh, it can get bad. Do you want to kind of dive it? Do you want to dive yeah. into that? Yeah. Oh, this that makes so- you a little bit. Yeah, I'm sipping water in your podcast, but maybe I should have sipped some whiskey for this conversation. But yeah, well, it's it's the it's the fun kind of thing about like I like I know why you started a Good People Association. I think you mm-hmm. and I have a very similar attitude where we just want to celebrate uh, what we love, and we don't really want to kind of we don't really want to dwell in what we don't like. Yeah, um, but I, I do think it's kind of an important conversation to kind of contrast um, the 
because there is a darker side to fandom, as you alluded to. There is the the people who are posting about how Brie Larson is destroying Star Wars every day for some reason. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, hate the problems of George Lucas. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I I don't get that. But like, um, you are not as involved in Star Wars Twitter essentially uh, as you used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to dive into kind of like why that why that is? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just quite frankly not involved in Twitter as much anymore. Now, I'm not I'm not here to tell everyone to, you know, uh, unplug your TVs and throw it in the water and get off social media. Social media is a pretty powerful tool that has done a lot of great things. I really do believe that in my heart. Um, it's also exposed just bad parts of, of humanity, bad parts of fandom. And, uh, you know, after, you know, after the, the, the release of, uh, you know, like Last Jedi and everything, which... It was a movie that sparked a lot of opinions, opinions that I'm glad everyone has, and they don't have to agree with mine. I just started, I started to realize, I didn't, I didn't grasp it at first. Uh, it went from, we're all having fun. Like Jedi Alliance was fun. We're joking around and we might make a joke at Star Wars expense, but none of us took it too serious. Or Mod and I used to maybe poke the prequels a little bit and, and people actually would write us and be like, hey, those are kind of my movies, my generation. Uh, you know, maybe don't do that. And it started to change. I was like, oh, this is great. And it was helping me. It was helping me grow. 2017, it became very just it, it was aggressive. It was angry. And it started, it was one, at first I was just like, well, all right, I, I love Last Jedi, but I, I, I guess people don't. And I started to fight against that. And then I just started to see a pattern emerge of just a lot of misinformation was guiding that. A lot of just, um, you know, uh, just uh, hot takes disguised as uh, or, you know, false information disguised as hot takes or disguised as opinions. Uh, a lot of it destructive. A lot of it uh, coming from just a, a very not just even negative point of view, but I felt a dangerous point of view. And it just became a spot. But then and then and I'm sorry if I'm monologuing it, then, then it started to switch to where there was no longer, quote unquote, sides. There's like people love Last Jedi and people didn't love Last Jedi, right? Yeah. Then it started to become, uh, I thought, combative within even, you know, or if I even say, yeah, actually, I really love the Rise of Skywalker. I, I, some of the people who were fighting with me for Last Jedi would now fight against me. And I was just like, I don't want, I don't want any part of this anymore. I'm just, I almost want to get back to where I was before all of this in my own little corner, <laughs> just yeah. talking uh, Star Wars on the playground, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Like it, it's, you know, I, uh, uh, I kind of felt that way too with the with the last Jedi. I found it very interesting. I also love the last Jedi, and I found it very interesting. The, the the they become like subsections of of fandom that become like, oh well, if you like the last Jedi, you don't like the Rise of Skywalker. You do like the Rise of Skywalker, and then so like mm-hmm. all of a sudden we've kind of like sectioned off. Going back to that playground analogy of like the yeah. cool kids table or the other kids table or like things like that. I found that very interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I, I and and that was became troubling too, and 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 um, for a lot, it wasn't just Star Wars, but it just was like I also, um, at one point during 2020, I, I moved all the social media apps to like a, f- a folder on my phone that I had to like make a couple extra clicks to get to, you know, mm-hmm. and literally like my screen time, you know, every Sunday we all get those screen time alerts, like my screen time use went down seventy percent. Wow. I was like, that's just that's just a more productive life, and I'm gonna, you know, some days it goes up, some weeks it goes up. I'm not saying like I'm not saying throw your phones in the ocean, kids. I'm just saying that was part of the choice I made, and part of that was to not engage too much in Star Wars. Just retweet my podcast. That's it. Yeah, I uh, I ended up I was doing pretty good with my screen time before the pandemic started, and then after the pandemic started, sure. like all of a sudden, you're like you're on your phone every day, and I'm like, I know, I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you go to conventions, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. That must have been strange the first time you were uh, uh, recognized for being you're the Star Wars guy, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, fame, fame is a hell of a hell of a drug. And by the way, I'm like a if there's a level of internet fame, I'm like a F to occasionally an F plus depending on the time of season. I want to make that clear, but mm-hmm. that's increased. I started going to them professionally in 2013 with Schmoes. And that would be, you know, that was fun from uh, um, two or three people stopping you to Star Wars Celebration Chicago, uh, the first day on the floor, like me, Joseph, and um, Darina, and some people from Emma Fife. We we couldn't go five feet without being, uh, you know, stopped. And 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 what was fun about that? What what is fun is in in comparison to what you and I are 
starting to scratch the surface on talking here of some of the dark side of being a Star Wars person and or having Star Wars opinions. And again, mm-hmm. those, those those meetups aren't uh, just like adoration of, oh, Ken, you're on a show. I like it isn't that it is them wanting to be like, oh, my gosh, I want to talk Star Wars with you. And the vibe, the feeling, it's so rewarding. It's so fun. And it just speaks to the power of fandom and the yeah. good side of fandom that definitely exists. And just like life, you can find that good uh, w- w- if, you, if you look for it. And it doesn't mean you ignore the bad things or ignore the things going on. Um, that That's what part of the fun is. That's what's changed uh, over the years. It's Now it's just like people uh, – I, I like it when people are like, I just kind of – can I just want to have a drink with you and scrimshaw at the bar and talk Star Wars. It's like, yeah, that's that's the goal. That's mm-hmm. what, we, what we feel we're doing anyway. So, yeah, that, that's been a good thing. Yeah, it's kind of um, you end up kind of searching for more of the good side of fandom. You know, I talk a lot about on the show echo chambers, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of an accident. But I think it's really interesting that you can kind of almost kind of section yourself off a place in the Internet mm-hmm. to be like, this is where this is where my voice, where I want my voice to reach and who I want to hear it and mm-hmm. uh, and who I want to hear from. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, Four Center is 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 exactly that kind of show, and what drew me to Four Center also. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and 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 yeah, and there's hopefully a place for discussion. You know, hopefully a place for here's how I interpreted that, or or here's here's you know here's my thoughts on this, and and, and we want to hopefully in our, our Discord we try to foster that. We we don't want hive mind even for our side, yeah. but uh, whatever that means for those who can't see, I'm putting quotation marks around our side, which is a silly notion. Star Wars should be our side. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's you want to grow. You want to have different perspectives uh, in life, but also Star Wars. I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, but the Star Wars fandom, as we've kind of like scratched the surface a bit, the Star Wars fandom can be fairly toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it can be it can be rough out there for a Star Wars fan. I yeah. I wasn't a huge Star Wars fan until uh, Force Awakens came out, and that's mm-hmm. when I kind of like really started to dive into the fandom. Um, and I was like, wow. What a great fandom. And then the last year they came in, I'm like, oh, did I make a mistake? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Welcome home. Um, we just got to pull some weeds out of the yard. Yeah, that's really what it is. Um, but how do you kind of. How do you deal with the 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 bad apples, the weeds, for example, how do you deal with with that on a on a on a really just a daily basis i would imagine people coming at you with all those with all these hot takes yeah it just depends on what they are um I, you you could fight it like the rebellion you can be Sagarera and head out there with a rocket launcher and take down any enemy in sight and maybe along the way you'll take some kids out which is part of uh, the rebel rising storyline and why mon mothma has a feud going with Sagarera on how to uh, uh, make a rebellion happen when the goals are the same, but the tactics are different. I think you can do that if you're comfortable with that and you're okay with that. Go for it. I am uh, a little more for me, Mon Mothma style to break it down totally into Star Wars, like nerds would. Um, of just like let me let me stay the course for me, and uh, I think our discussions on Force Center. We want you to think about a lot of things, and and our big motto of engage with the story presented to you just means we are looking into what is there for us and what the story is telling us, what the creator's doing, and we just kind of stay in that line. We'll, we'll stand our ground when we need to. If there are real-world issues that come into play, we, we at Force Center, we try to foster a healthy uh, community, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the, the isms and the phobias, we don't, we don't stand for those there. Um, I am, I'm not demonstrative about it. I just, I'm kind of a ignore your enemy type. And that's, um, in the, these days and age, this day and age, like that old adage of, you know, not speaking out is, is, is just as bad as, uh, you know, is, is, is an action as well as, uh, you know, um, you know, in, in the bigger fights. And I totally get that. I think four center is my place for that mm-hmm. online stuff. I just don't know what it gets. Uh, I don't know whose hearts are changing. And I have been someone who has been changed over the last four years in subtle ways and just my worldview by digging into some of the stuff in Star Wars and seeing some of the things there that are undeniable, hard to argue. That's just the way I do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, by not tweeting about it, I t- I've told the story in other podcasts, but I think towards the end of, of 2019, I made a joke about my top 10 fast food hamburgers of the year. Really? It was a joke list. Completely. Yeah. I mean, 
real. It's a good, it's a real list. I put a lot of research into it over my <laughs> lifetime. But like, I'm, I, you know, I'm a comic. I use satire. I, I am, I'm, I'm a big uh, satire person. And, you know, people came out of the woodwork, people that didn't even follow me to debate me and yell at me over, over hamburgers. And I was like, I'm done here. I think I'm over, done. Over sandwiches. Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm done here. And yeah. that's when it comes to Star Wars. Like, I would love to just simply say, you know, what I, here's what I love or this and that. And, and, and it's, and I'll, I'll be clear, it's from all sides of the arguments. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of folks who don't listen to the own, their own words they're preaching about Star Wars, who I think they think they're fighting the good fight and they're, they're helping to burn the forest down. And that's made me a little more grumpy than even the people who are overt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a little bit of the last year. So uh, you, back to your original question, how do I do case by case basis um, and, and stand your grounds, your moral grounds when you need to as a, just a person, but uh, also just, you know, Try not to engage, you know, is, is the best, uh, sometimes the best weapon, but sometimes you have to. I remember, I'm going to ask you a question in a minute, but I want to sideline to an anecdote real quick, because I remember specifically, uh, I think about this tweet a lot, actually, there, someone tweeted for center and mm-hmm. said that uh, they were happy to have found for center because of your love for the rise of Skywalker. And this guy also shared uh, love for the rise of Skywalker, rise of Skywalker. And he wanted that, uh, he wanted a place where he could engage and share in that love. Okay. And that moved me far more than I thought it did, thought it would, okay. because I just thought it was such a, such a, a positive force, I guess, to, to put it that way. Yeah. Um, because when I, I, you know, love the last Jedi and I, I also found force centered to be like, mm-hmm. these guys also love the last Jedi. And I can, I can finally have that place that, uh, to like kind of reaffirm my love. And it was just nice to see it happen again and constantly just happen. Yeah. Yeah. No. And we're, it, it's, it's not, and I'll tell you what, it's not super, super conscious uh, on our part, even back to the beginning. We just want to discuss it. And again, like when it comes to Rise of Skywalker, I did, you know, not to turn this into a review podcast, like, I, I love the movie. I think mm-hmm. it's a perfect spiritual end that also is a real wonky, bonkers movie uh, uh, that some decisions, were made that either whether they have to or not, like I can dig it. I can, I can roll up my sleeves and dig into that, but also that's, I've never been more moved by a star Wars movie. So let's focus on that. Uh, let's talk about what's there and then, uh, you know, uh, provide that for another person. Then another person likes the Mandalorian better. We'll break down that. And, and I often get, we, uh, but especially coming out of my collider Jedi council days often, I often get accused of being too positive. Well, I saw one comment one time, you know, you never, I never read the YouTube comments, but I saw one Facebook comic, some comment in a chat group of, uh, Ken always has rose colored glasses on with Star Wars. And I wanted to fight that literally almost. Um, that's incorrect. It's incorrect. We just engage what is there, engage with the themes and find the connections going to, and we just reviewed a Clone Wars episode uh, today. Uh, uh, we recorded it. It's uh, the the Legacy of Terror Brain Invaders episodes that we were reviewing today, and we found some emotional canon stuff in there that goes from one or two lines goes deep into Jedi uh, and what they are, what their purpose, and what Anakin's fall is all about, and and what the prequel era was about, and tied it tied it a little bit later on in some sequel era stuff. And it's like that stuff's there if you want it, and we just offer that up. Yeah, that's all. And that's all. Yeah, that that I don't understand why anybody would accuse someone of being too positive you know it's what we said like celebrate what you love why talk about what you don't like it it is and i don't i don't know if you divulge any of your past employment but where you and i met your place of business is one of those kind of typical places uh you know you can hang out and talk and and break things down and be a little snarky but you you kind of love it right yeah yeah you love what you're there for you love the comic books you're buying and and i i I love Star Wars. I saw Leslie Headland, who's uh, writing the uh, show running the Acolyte that's going to come out. Someone asked her some some question, and I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing now. I should write it down. And she was just like, it's all Star Wars, and that's a win. And that's kind of my philosophy right now, too. Uh, and, and some things are better than others, and some things you like, and some things you just gravitate better than others. But I'm invested in this world, and that's one of my, one of my fandoms. Um, I saw this in pro wrestling too. I used to work in pro wrestling, used to be in uh, pro wrestling, co-run a company and been in matches and all that kind of fun stuff and been a fan of it my whole life. It's like the original toxic fandom. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that is based off of false experts, false insiders uh, and weird expectations uh, for what they think should happen 
over superseding what actually happens. And so therefore you can't get any joy of what is there because you are so tied to your expectations and fans should have expectations and should have standards and should have theories and all that kind of stuff. But star Wars has been a real victim of that. We're seeing that also. I don't watch a uh, WandaVision, but like, I know there's a super, super oh, yeah. of, I don't know when you're going to release this, but of like of a character showing up and it's like, the, the speculation is so rampant that it's almost treated as fact. And if it doesn't happen, God forbid it doesn't happen because then everyone's going to be like, oh, they messed up this and that. And it's like, no, that wasn't their intention. Like, And that's some of the stuff that, that's been a problem too. And it, just when I'm positive about it, I'm going against that grain. I'm just like, mm-hmm. otherwise, why am I here? Right. Yeah, you saw that's what we saw with The Last Jedi initially. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I... I bring up the last Jedi a lot on this show for some reason, but to bring it up um, uh, back to that initial reaction was people had expectations for how the sequel trilogy should go, how they wanted it to go and were upset that it didn't go that direction. Yeah. Um, same with solo, same with that, but same with anything. And, and um, I, I, I kept saying, I go after Mandalor- Mandalorian season one, which was a, such a well-received uh, program. I was like, uh, Stand by to stand by because season two, now you have expectations. And yeah. let's see what that does. And I think it did okay for some of those expectations. It, it's, it's, it's still the show. It knows what it wants to be. And mm-hmm. it takes the time, it takes the time to get there. Uh, but that's, that's, that's a, expectations uh, are, are a strange thing. They're a strange bedfellow for us all as fans. We have another podcast called Fake Nerds Watch um, where, we, uh, where we had dived into Mandalorian season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the two episodes away from the end, we were just talking about how cool would it be if they did like the West Wing for Star Wars and talking about like the politics of Star Wars. And that's the mm-hmm. only something that you can get with speculation. And that's right. kind of the fun about being in fandom is speculating. Oh. Um, you, you, you shouldn't, sure, you can have expectations, but like if they don't happen, at least you had fun speculating. Oh, yeah. And that, that, that saying at Force Center, speculate responsibly. Uh, came out of the last jedi we have yeah. them too i haven't yeah no you're so right uh, you have them too you you want them as fans you want to wonder what's going next and i just think um i just think that idea of just like in all things once if it um if it doesn't match that just find out what's there you might be surprised if you engage with what's presented to you what what is there for you to take from and what does connect to other stories and other movies and and everything like that but you know again i, I don't want to take anyone's fun away yeah speculate mm-hmm. if there's a shadow on the wall who's that shadow of course you want to ask that but uh, i always say star wars wants you to ask why they don't want you to ask uh, how or what at least ask why first and uh, and that's part of uh, after your speculation just start analyzing what's there with that question of why was that there and what does that mean why was there a guy with a watch and jeans in the background of mandalorian <laughs> Right? I mean, gosh, he's got to be a some character in season three. Surely. Um, so before I, uh, before we kind of go further into into more of this, you mentioned other fandoms. Uh, obviously, many people have other fandoms. You've built kind of a career on being a Star Wars fan, um, but you have other you have other shows. You had Casually Talk, which was your Game of Thrones podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you used to talk about wrestling. Was there any other uh, fandoms that were kind of, um, I guess, adapted, changed? Uh, from being in this community that you had, um, I'll tell you, I've I've rediscovered my love for baseball, and I, I, baseball is like a pa- it's a big passion of mine, and I kind of moved away from it, and I got so a little burnt out by nerd culture fandoms, I, and I, st- I started going back to the to the baseball fandoms, um, which by the way, I still think they're the same muscle. I always say that it's yeah. the same muscle, and I hate that sometimes. Doesn't mean you have to love sports or love movies. You know, everyone has to love everything. I'm just saying, like. I worship Luke Skywalker and Derek Jeter. Those are the same things. Mythical heroes I'll never be. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> it's the same muscle. Um, I started going back a little bit, and it's the same thing in, in anywhere. And and, and baseball's uh, fandoms uh, got some problems too, but they all do it because it's life, right? We're we're yeah. we're seeing that in the in the real world where where misinformation can be weaponized. Um, that can that can be a real bummer so there's that one there the the, the wrestling wrestling's in my blood even though I, right now i'm not saying i don't really watch it and i'm not tapped into it as much as i used to be um that's there um movies i i kind of got burnt out of, of discussing movies every week on shows that are that aren't the ones that i absolutely love and, and some of that had to do with some of the the negative stuff but I, i'm never gonna let that dictate what i want to do with my my fandom or even my careers you know 
Right. This, uh, this show initially I had the idea about three years ago when that was happening to me, like I was, I was the negative side of fandom was, um, uh, dictating how I felt about my own fandoms. Um, which is why I'm glad I waited so long. Cause that's not the case anymore, but, um, what's that? No, it's, it's, it's easy to do that. It's easy to just kind of be real bummed out. Yeah. By things. And I've got, I mean, I've got, yeah, close friends that don't engage with star Wars like I do. And which is fine by the way, but then they just text me or I see them posting usually on Facebook, which says something just real, just bad theories. And they don't even know they're so angry, but they don't even know to the world that they're connecting to, you know, they're retweeting a website. That's a completely fake website that, you know, just makes up star Wars news and has a weird agenda to it and a sexist agenda or racist agenda or anything like that. And, and I'm just like, man, you don't even know what you're doing. Like, you know, <laughs> It's one thing if you don't like Last Jedi, but that article right there, here's what that means, and here's what that, and that's that can bum me. And so you're not alone in that. You're not alone in that. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going through a similar thing with comic books because, um, as you alluded to, I used to work at a comic book store, and mm -hmm. I think people who listen to me know that. But at this point, um, yeah. uh, but I'm having a hard time uh, finding joy in comics because of the negative kind of yeah. side of things dictating that. That's a shame. That's a shame. You were good at it too. I'll tell you what, it's, it's, uh, I, I stepped back into that shop that you worked at, um, I, at my old day job in a suit and tie and coming around and everything. And I was like, kind of excited to get back into it, but it's nerve wracking. Yeah. You don't know, especially I was like, Oh gosh, I'm like a dude in a suit and tie. I'm like, they look like I'm the guy uh, trying to buy the, the record for his, his daughter that he doesn't understand in high fidelity or something like that. And you were really good at just uh, engaging with who I was and, 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 and having great conversations and fun conversations. So hopefully that never gets dimmed inside your soul. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, we kind of danced around about burnout is a big problem in the podcasting community, especially if you do as much as, as you do. Um, is, I want to talk about your experiences with, uh, with burnout and things like that. Uh, I don't know if you're burned out and things right now, but like dealing with, with that in the past, have you, uh, how do you deal with that? Um, there's a lot of, lot of uh, yeah, a, a lot of different ways to go with that. It's just a part of life. Um, again, when, again, when you specifically met me, I was working a, a day job that I ended up being in for 17 years. You, you, you met me towards the end of it, like the last yeah. three run and I was already doing cool things. I had, I've been doing improv and sketch and stand up comedy and, and some acting stuff occasionally here all through my, I'm now been in LA 23 years, but, um, uh, you know, I was burned out of that job and I wanted what I'm doing now. I would have, I would have killed for back then. Right. And there's, it's work. Don't ever tell yourself not like I, I'll have some people, whether they're Patreon supporters of mine or people I know through who have met at star celebration that they will say to me like, Hi, I really want to make this my profession. And I want each and every one of you to experience that if that's what you want. Um, but that's where the burnout really becomes in because it's either fandoms. I, I got, I, a huge Song of Ice and Fire Game of Thrones fan, uh, and and season eight um, killed my enthusiasm. Not the not the season, the fandom around it. Really? Uh, destroy! I uh, that's when I muted. That's the first time I muted. I muted every word related to Game of Thrones. Every word on on wow. my social media. I cannot see a post. And then Star Wars was next. I cannot see my own Star Wars promotion tweets on wow. Force. I can't see him. I have every word tightly muted. I don't want to don't want to see it. Uh, occasionally things obviously kind of come through or you see or you're like, oh, what's going on? What did that person do to get fired? Let me find out. Game of Thrones is the, the first time I felt um, burnt out, affected. My joy for this show that I just absolutely loved was destroyed by the online reactions. Again, people can have opinions. I'm not here to worry about that. And on this show, don't need to debate it. Yeah. I'm just saying it bummed me out and I was burnt out by it all. Um, so there's that part of it. And then there's just the day-to-day -day professional, you know, um, I've been on air all day today. Happy to do this show. After I'm done with you, I got to do a radio shift and then I got to do a game of Thrones breakdown show. <laughs> and it's a long Jeez. night and it's a long night. Um, yeah. But I, I, got, I have to remind myself when you're burnt out in anything in life, go back to the start of the journey and just ask yourself, is this the right decision? I just saw that in a star Wars book. Claudia Gray's Into the Dark had that sentence, and it and it affected me. Of mm -hmm. just you think you've made the wrong decision, or and, and you know you can apply it to anything. Go back to the start of the decision and analyze it. And is it a right decision? Yes. 
then you'll know if you go back to the beginning. And and that's how I try to battle burnout now. That's going to be at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> start the episode with that clip. No, um, yeah, it's it's difficult when you hear so much of the uh, the negative side of the fandom. I had muted myself, uh, not myself, but I had muted um, uh, words that for creators that I love for um, even things that I just don't want to see anymore because it's just mm. it can become so overwhelming. Mm hmm. And you just get to a point where you're just like, I just don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. You know what it is? I don't know if you felt that like you mentioned like creators or something you love. Like, again, I want, I want to reiterate. So no one misunderstands me. I, 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 I want everyone to have their own opinions and interactions with it. I, I'm not here to take any, anyone away. Just, I think we all can, can, can take that social media thing and, and put it straight into our veins Specifically with, with Game of Thrones, again, I'm not starting any – not necessarily saying I'm starting to debate with you, but anyone listening, I love season eight of Game of Thrones. And The yeah. Long Night is one of my favorite episodes. And that is – I could not believe I was seeing that on TV, uh, this crazy battle and the things I was seeing, even going back to when Game of Thrones started. But beyond that, go to my childhood when I'm watching like Knight Rider and Airwolf, and those were the big TV shows. And I could not believe what I was watching, and I actually was moved by just that alone. And love the episode, love everything. I'm a big Jorah Mormont guy, and he dies, and I'm like crying. Then I go, just kind of episode ends, and I just kind of instinctively, just naturally, without thinking, grab Twitter. And it wasn't the strangers; it was people I know and work with, sure, who were just bumming me out. And again, they are entitled to their opinion. I just had hit the point where it's like I don't think I need to see their opinions anymore because it's bumming me out and it's taking away my joy. And that was just a welfare check I had to put up for myself and yeah. disengage from that so i could just enjoy this thing it's like it's like you're eating a plate of mac and cheese and you're like this is great and someone's next to you going that sucks that mac and cheese suck and you're like oh okay well i just want to enjoy this mac and cheese nope it's stupid and you're like i don't i guess i don't want it anymore and i just don't want to experience that that that's that's where it started to bum and burn me out right the the the, the difference i think is but because you bring up like colleagues you work with things like that like that's the kind of thing i'm feeling with like comic books and i think mm -hmm. the difference is in twitter uh, especially in like the Twitter sphere, it's phrased as a as a fact, like a, it's it's yes. opinion phrased as fact. Yes. Whereas if you're talking to your colleagues, I'm sure you're not going. Your colleagues are going to say you can't enjoy that mac and cheese. They're going to engage with you in a more in a more emotional level. I don't know. I tell you what. After <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the industry I, I, I'm around with sometimes is built on hot takes because that's what gets the clicks and the money. And I'm not saying they're false hot takes. Yeah. I'm just saying. How about this? When I started Jedi Alliance, or I, Maude Garrett, and I, I want to make sure that's clear. Maude over at uh, uh, Geek Bomb is just amazing and one of my favorite people there. Uh, when we started working on that show together, it was fun and silly. We take our little snarks here and there because, you know, who, who, you know, I grew up loving space balls and hardware wars and, you know, robot chicken. I love Star Wars parodies. Muppet babies do Star Wars parodies. I love them. Um, it was all a little more tongue in cheek. And then I think it started to get taken taken real serious right and what's one of the things i started pulling out of sports I, I again love sports but i used to you know i'm a miami dolphin fan of football so i used to on, on football on sundays i get up early and I'd watch all the pregame shows and watch all this and at the end of the day i just kind of realized i just want to watch the game i'm tired of everyone's opinion about the game now again i'm in the opinion basis uh it's, it might seem weird to say that but it's the way in which a lot of these opinions are delivered like you touched upon you're striking a nerve with me because that's when I started to get really upset where I was hearing critiques where I'm like, I can't critique your opinion, right? So if you're if you, Brandon, tell me, I don't really enjoy mac and cheese. I don't like the taste. And I'm like, well, I love it. I can't change your opinion on that. You can't change that. But when you're like, mac and cheese is made of styrofoam. And I'm like, what? No, that is a that's not a thing. That's not real. And that's a small, dumb example, but I've seen a lot of that in Star Wars and even Game of Thrones where it's just like, well, the, the move, they did that because of this. And it's like, where did you get that information? That's not true. Right. 100% not true. And and that's that's when it started to kind of also just spin out of control. And 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 and, and, and a lot of that was in, inside my industry. Uh, I just felt hot takes and snark. People are ready to tweet that out before they actually can understand what they're watching. And that, that was bumming me out too. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm any better. Uh, I've had bad opinions over the years too. You know, I don't, I'm a big Transformers fan. I don't like those movies. I got things to say about them. Movies can be bad. Movies can miss. TV shows can miss. Yeah. Uh, 
the way the information is delivered, it's just all loud noise right now. And that's that bums me out, too. That's why you got to go to those conventions and find the people who, <laughs> who love the stuff with you. I'm, I miss conventions like crazy, man. Yeah, same, same. Um, so one of the things that I think is it, it can it can kind of help the burnout uh, happen is, is uh, always kind of you're expected to know everything. Like they come to you for answers. Like the 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 mm. for example, it doesn't happen a lot to us because we have a very small uh, following. But every now and then, people will be like, "What do you think? Why do you think this happened?" And they expect you to have that insider information. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no that was really, I was hoping you would cut me off because I didn't have the, the question mark at the end there. Yeah. Again, yeah, no, no, no. Again, this is the example of, uh, you know, kind of in the ballpark of uh, it's one thing to know trivia, which I'm yeah. okay with about out at it, Star Wars. It's one thing to understand what Hang is. On. Okay, yeah. I still I still watch that Iron Man match between you and Sam Whitworth. <laughs> Look, uh, and, and and gosh darn it, Whitworth beat me by a hair, but uh, that that man, that man knows Star Wars inside and out. Um, and, you know, I, my knowledge is based on what I know, not what I study, and and so right. some people uh, surpass me as they as they should. Um, yeah. That's why, again, going back to the thing, I'll definitely have fun with someone calling me an expert because I've either I've written a book or have – because, look, I, I I study Star Wars. That's my girlfriend. I study Star Wars six to eight hours a week for the shows. Like yeah. I, you know, when I watch a Clone Wars episode to review it, we watch it two or three times, and I, and I make two three pages of notes. And that's, you know, that's every week. And, and so, yeah, that, that you know, I understand. I know. But but in, in, in knowing it like I do, I also know that – a lot of times the answers aren't explicitly there or there's lessons to be taken from it. And, and, and so a lot of times some of those questions of, well, why did this happen? It's like, well, here, here's kind of what the answer, because here's what this represents in star Wars. And then when people fight against that or don't want to accept that, that I don't have, I don't have anything for you. And also sometimes I don't know. Sometimes it's an open-ended thing. Uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, balancing the force is a discussion that can sometimes go in circles and there's a lot of different takes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you go to the George and you'll find what he, he believes is the answer. And so sometimes to your point, like I feel we have turned to a, um, a plot point based or this. I always hear connecting to lore. Star Wars should connect to lore. But I, I, don't, I don't know what that necessarily means necessarily know what that means because i think it has been because it's emotional it's themes that george was putting out there george didn't care about his own lore you know leia says i remember my mom (laughs) didn't turn okay we have to figure that one out um george didn't care george wants the story uh uh, uh, i always not to go down this conversation i love dave filoni love the man in the cowboy hat he's changed some of his things here and there he roughs he, he massages the edges for the story for the themes because that's what's more powerful and that's more important so that's why what you're talking about a little bit of that like expert based trivia based i don't i don't have all the right answers for that because sometimes there are no right answers yeah uh to go to your thing like ahsoka in mandalorian mm-hmm. uh going from like rebels to mandalorian you're thinking like is this the same ahsoka are we sure about that Right. I mean, I, yeah, well, it is it is from a, a certain point of view, for sure. It's it's an older mature and, and you can connect to it with some of the, the lessons and everything. But but uh, Dave's going to tell that story like Dave wants to tell that story for the best. And, and that's that's part of it, too, of uh, uh, a lot of it is. And this is like I'm, I'm, you know, love. I go to Star Wars Explains YouTube channel every day. Alex and Molly is just the best. They're such good people. And I know I know how Alex appreciates Star Wars. He has a great brand of just going fact by fact by fact, but that's not the only way to look at Star Wars. That's not how he just looks at Star Wars. Not how, that's not how Molly just looks at Star Wars. It's heart and emotion, and, and I'd rather discuss that. I'd rather be an expert on how Star Wars makes me feel than right. what actually happened, you know? Uh, on your Force Center, you do have a bit of a news section. News, yes. Where you talk about things like that. Um, I do think it's interesting that podcasters kind of feel like they have to always be plugged in to the news. They got to know, like I even I'm guilty of this because mm-hmm. I texted you after the bad batch was announced. I was like, Oh, is Dave Filoni doing this? And you had no idea. Like, yeah. No yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, evolved on a day-to-day basis. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Sorry. That's a, that's a great, uh, it's a great, that's a great question. 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to deal with that 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 kind of level of like now I need to be the person behind the curtain. Do you ever feel like the pressure to be the person behind the curtain, like the Wizard of Oz? T- I wish I was a wizard. Oh, I mean, uh, he, he wasn't the greatest character, right? I don't know. Um, what has happened behind the scenes stuff is this weird currency. And just talk about Star Wars, um, uh, which is an area I know very well. The news thing, news gets you clicks. If you do, we do it every Tuesday. Also, it's just fun. And again, speculation and all those kind of things. Though it's we though we started breaking up our main show. We used to do news and then a deep talk topic. And now we divide it up. We have news on Tuesdays with some fan questions on Thursdays. We have the deep topic. The deep topic is we just did two and a half hours on Luke and Vader on the walkway and Endor. Uh, the oh, one wow. when Luke turns himself in to Vader. We did two and a half hours on that scene. It's three minutes long. That's one of my favorite episodes ever. I got 60% less listens than the week uh, prior the, or the earlier in the week where we just did news. Hmm. People want to, that's just been the, this, it's a good business model. Even if, on a discussion show over on Good People Association, so we have our show Good People, Good Movies, which is just a hang around. And I'd rather talk about Young Guns and Young Guns too, my two favorite movies of all time. Uh, I'd rather talk about them. Um, but we have to have some kind of snappy headline. Otherwise, people aren't going to stop by. It's just mm-hmm. the way it's happened. But then what's happened too is, is this desire, the scoop game. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I've been in and around it. And I'm not faulting anyone, particularly if the scoop game puts food on your table. Do it. Go get your clicks. I, 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 and, and by the way, you know, in this town, you, you and I are, are roaming around LA County. You'll be surprised at the things you hear and know, if you're just kind of in the industry or around the industry or plugged in, like you'd be surprised at the information you can pick up. And I, you know, over the you know, people I know, know people, you know, Lucasfilm, I know people, Lucasfilm, I know people on the sets um, I, I, I knew someone had the, like the budget of last Jedi, <laughs> like, I knew, like weird things. And that becomes addictive. And I, I have to admit, sometimes you, you can get addicted to feeling like you said, the, 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 the a person behind the curtain, mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes I wish people knew more of that stuff. Some of the speculation on a recent big decision by Lucasfilm over a certain performer. Uh, I wish people knew more, a little bit of what happened and how long it went. And I know 2% of what happened. And I just have to know that that shouldn't drive my love anymore. And I think because in Star Wars, particularly, it started to get sold as a critique. So if you hear if you hear tell and some movie blog posts, oh, I there was a problem on the set of Solo. And you hear it and you focus on it so much that then you go to the movie and you're carrying that in and out of the movie. I, I just don't think you're doing yourself a service as a fan. So it was a, a, a very good movie with a very big heart, some very important stuff about the oppression of the empire and, and what it's like on the ground and, 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 and the, the state of the guy, all these kind of things that I love and who Han Solo is. It's just some great stuff. But a lot of people are just like, well, I, I heard, well, what do you mean you heard? Right. I always give this example, but it holds true. I, I, I'm a New York Yankee fan. All the times they've won the World Series, there's some great drama in the clubhouses. On it, great books for me to read. Uh, I love those books. Last Night of the Yankee Dynasty by Buster Olney. Great baseball book. None of that matters, should matter to me as a fan if they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. and Or I'm watching the game, and I think we focus on the scoops. And I think some of the scoops take away the joy. I think the Obi-Wan Kenobi show announcement, I think that was stepped on by uh scoops you know and that was a story i had heard uh two years prior that uh, they're, they're probably taking the movie and switching it you know and then you forgot about it. and then that week it was just like oh really and then it happens and you're like gosh i really wish i would have just not known anything when you went you sure. yeah and it just it becomes this weird obsession that also creates some of that burnout so you have to kind of be plugged in to cover the news but we try to not report on force center anything that is not super sourced Anything that's a, a guy, a, a source says, or a rumor has it. And some of those do come out to be true. Why? Yeah. Again, one of my podcasting partners was having a, a coffee meeting with a, a manager of his. And behind him, a recently let go Lucasfilm employee, this is a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. an executive, was just talking like no one else is in the room. And we he heard some stuff that we're like, wow. But that shouldn't factor into how we engage with the movies. Yeah. 
it's the factory stuff. Let's just eat the food. Yeah, that's a it's kind of like spoiler culture in that way, I think. Yeah. You know, I had a pretty major WandaVision moment spoiled for me uh, just like hours before I'd watch it. Yeah. And that kind of ruins it kind of ruins the moment. It's it's a sense of um, it, again, it could be addictive. And a lot of these podcasts, we're all we all got a podcast and we all should. Your voice should be out there. But like it's a weird scrambling for territory. Sometimes yeah. it's a scramble for the moral high ground. Sometimes it's a scramble for information. And uh, I already knew that. I, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. And I'll tell you what, I, I've confessed it finally in some other spots. I, I feel really bad. It didn't seem to affect anybody. But I, before Mandalorian, had really I'm bad pictures of Baby Yoda. Oh, really? Of, of early concept designs. And I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. I had it for about a year prior. Wow. And uh, uh, about three weeks or so before the show premiered, episode one, which reveals Baby Yoda, Grogu, the child, I made a joke about it on Jedi Council. And it was like, ah, you know, if you tell me there's a bunch of Baby Yodas in this show, I guess I'd have to believe it. And, and I did that somewhat and, you know, just slipped out, but it was just kind of like, I don't know, I, I heard this thing. Yeah. be true. If I had ruined that for a bunch of people, if, if, if people had really, no one picked up on it, and that scared. I, I I slapped my own wrist and was like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. Because then I, I was selling insider knowledge like I was important, and it is BS. And I felt really bad. Uh, again, not a lot of people picked up on it. You can go back and watch the episode or whatever. But like, <laughs> if I'd ruined that for, if I, and I, I I ruined it for me. Yeah. Because when the episode starts happening, I didn't hundred percent know. I had this felony concept design on a whiteboard, and if if if. As it started to happen, and at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, it's really happening. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And it ruined that moment for me a little bit. Yeah. And I just don't like a lot of shows try to sell that. And get again, put food on the table. Put food on the table. We all got to eat. But uh, not my way anymore. Anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like the, 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 the difference between knowing whether or not Luke would show up at the end of Mandalorian, uh, mm-hmm. which I had no idea was going to happen. Um so yeah. I was like freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, is this really going to happen? Uh, yeah. And speculating how it was going to happen in the moment. And then knowing the spoiler, I'm not going to spoil it on because sure, it's sure. Than such a new show. Um, but having that spoiled for me prior to the to me watching the episode and just being like, oh, well, right. This is going to happen now. It's a very different attitude going into that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Luke one, I, I, di- I, di- I didn't know. Um, and I just. I just kept thinking though, like that makes a lot of sense. And a force center, we we're like, that would make a lot of sense. And so when it happened, I was able to get some joy. Yeah. Um, to get some joy out of it. And, and yeah, and again, look, some, yeah, it's, it's spoiler culture is a weird thing. And I, I understand there's sometimes a, a personal responsibility to stay off social media until you watch the, the current episode of WandaVision, but sometimes you can't avoid it. And sometimes people sell that spoiler stuff as their own kind of internet currency. And that, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, that's really all I needed to talk to you about, man. I think that's great. I really appreciate you doing this. I'm going to give you the floor now. Plug every everything, anything you want. Anything I want. Well, I have the power. Unlimited power. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, you guys can follow me at Ken Knapsack. Go to KenKnapsack.com. Uh, also, uh, you can check out what we're doing over the Good People Association. It's a production company. It's a digital brand and empire of fun. And you can find out more or join uh, the association over at the GPA.fun. Uh, and I did uh, I did write a book called Why We Love Star Wars, still out there and available wherever fine books are booked. So go ahead and uh, check that out if you want. And, of course, Force Center. Force Center, yes, Force Center. Uh, Casterly talk still going strong, doing a rewatch of Game of Thrones and get ready for House of the Dragon. Nice, nice. Uh, I love Good People Association, by the way. Great stuff there. Nice, bro. We'll get you on, too. We'll get you on. We'll get you on. Hey, I'm always available. I I, I just got laid off, so. Well, <laughs> get you. Um, okay, well, until uh, then, I'm going to let my future self uh, exit the episode. Uh, so thank you again. Appreciate it. All right, and thanks again to Ken Napsock for being on the show. Been really great. It was really great talking to you, catching up with you. I hope we can do it again um, if you're listening to this. But you guys should definitely check out the Good People Association. There's a lot of really great content on there. It's a really great group of guys. I was just trying to put out some really just, you know, nice content. And it's really needed in this day and age, especially after the conversation that we just had. It's just people being nice. 
like I said before the interview, you can find all of Ken's links below, such as Good People Association, Force Center, his book, um, all of his social medias, even though he's not as prevalent on them as, anymore as he is. They're there. Um, and, of course, you can find my stuff. Uh, I'm everywhere on the Fake Nerd Family podcast. Uh, you can check out Fake Nerd's Watch, Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, Fake Nerd Book Club, of course, this new show. All of that is linked below. And if you're a podcaster, guys, if you're a podcaster, I'd love to talk to you. Email me, fakenerdguys at gmail.com. If you've got a nerd podcast and you want to talk about fandom, email me, fakenerdguys at gmail.com. That's linked below as well. I'd love to hear from you. So until next week, where I'm talking with Helen O'Hara from the Empire Podcast, uh, another really exciting conversation. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for you guys to hear um, that'll come out next Thursday. Hey guys, every Thursday conversation. You can find me, BT McClure, on Instagram and Twitter, Fakner Podcast, on all the socials. Don't forget to subscribe, tell a friend. And until next time, I'm going to give this new one a try. Sparks, this is for you. Stay true to the fan in you.